Hello, and welcome to the second episode of The Sycamore Tree, where we come to hear personal perspectives of scripture using selections from the weekly lectionary. I'm your host, Reverend Katie Collins, and today we will be reading scripture with Ross Clapton. Hello. And Tim Lacey. Good morning. And uh, my daughter, Samantha, is in the background, hopefully taking a nap, uh, or she will also add her commentary with us. So thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Before we get into today's text, we will play our little game called Show Me Your Roots. I still didn't get a laugh out of either of you. I didn't get a laugh a laugh out of Carrie and Marcy either, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so in this game, we each, each of us will answer a series of short answer questions to reveal a little bit about ourselves and what influences our interpretation of Scripture. So, Ross, can you go first? Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So, uh, are you a tea person or a coffee person? Coffee. Coffee, definitely. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah. Where were you baptized? At the uh, First Methodist Church in Madison, Kansas. I was baptized on Easter Sunday with a red rose. My mother uh, pressed that rose in the family Bible, and I have it to this day. And that would have been nearly 70 years ago. That's incredible. What a great the, the, the keepsake. The officiant was the Reverend Arthur B. Tool. He said this for us. A Chinese... <laughs> what a great Sorry. name for a pastor. Well, it's, even more, it's even more significant because he had been a missionary to China and he had to leave when, when the communists took over China. And that's how he came to our little church in Kansas. Wow. And his last name was spelled C-O-O-L-E. Cool. Yes. <laughs> All right. So here's the next question. You might have to think about it. Since this is the sycamore tree, I'm thinking about trees. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? I think I would want to be uh, a tall pine tree. Mm -hmm. So I'd be green all the time. All the time green. Yeah. Do you have a favorite book of the Bible? No. Okay. I, you know, I had a pastor one time, but almost every sermon he ever preached, he would say, this is my favorite verse. <laughs> so, no, I don't have a particular book that I would call my favorite. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been in a prison? Yes. Yes. I, I was not a prisoner. I was... Uh, I participated in uh, the Kairos prison ministry mm -hmm. at, uh, here in Amarillo at the Neil Young. And I'm going back in in October. So, Tim, you've heard these questions before. It's your turn. Are you a tea person or a coffee person? Coffee, definitely. Coffee, definitely. All three of us coffee people. Uh, were, where were you baptized? I was baptized in the First Baptist Church in a little town in East Texas, Blossom, Texas. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Well, I had a little time to think about that while Ross was talking. <laughs> uh, for me, I think more in the oak tree. You know, oak trees have that long taproot, so they have that, you know, that very set uh, root, mm -hmm. and then they become they're slow growers. They become big trees over time, and I think that. Fits me. I develop slowly, but never lose that grounding. 
Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite book of the Bible? Ephesians. Ephesians. Not that it's any more favorite than the rest, but I find myself going to that often throughout. Have you ever been in a prison? Well, I am a lieutenant for the county jail, so <laughs> for 27 years I've been going to jail every day. <laughs> All right, so it's my turn. Ross, would you like to ask me? You already told us you're a coffee person. I did. Okay. Do you use cream? I, well, currently I use almond milk. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Where were you baptized? My parents lived in River Bend. Uh, it's a part of St. Albans, West Virginia. And oh. my parents and my mom's parents, my grandparents, were all members of this Presbyterian church there. And uh, so they were all there. I was a baby. And my, uh, my dad's mom, my granny, she came up too. So they were all there. And we have a picture. So that's how I remember this event. I think it was around Easter because we uh, have this conversation about whether it's my baptism photo or the Easter photo. And I think they're, they were around the same time. So same. a lifelong Presbyterian. A lifelong Presbyterian. Born and raised. Katie, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? I really like fruit trees, like apple trees and cherry trees. So I think I would want to be one of those. And cherry trees are so big and beautiful. Um, so I think a cherry tree. Do you have a favorite book in the Bible? Uh, you mentioned one of those preachers that says that uh, every scripture is our favorite. I tend to say that about the book, books of the Bible. Um, that I that I preach a lot from John. Um, and I like the stories there, but I also love Acts. I love the personal stories about people and the way that they experience the Spirit coming into their lives. So probably one of those, and I really, really love the letter that we're going to read today. Have you ever been in prison? <laughs> um, I have not been imprisoned, um, but I have been in several uh, prisons uh, as visiting. I went to help with a worship service. Actually, when I lived in the Czech Republic, I, there was a women's prison, and um, I knew some people who were doing a worship service. And so I went and played my flute and helped lead some singing. And then uh, I was part of a playback theater group that went and did some theater with a, at a women's prison in Kansas. So today we are looking at a letter from Paul. I should ask the question of how would you say the name of the book of the Bible that we are reading? Philemon. Philemon? Philemon. Philemon. I've also heard Philemon. Mm -hmm. uh, but all of these to say that however we read it is fine um, and I think acceptable for us. So, Tim, as before we read, would you start us off in prayer? Sure. And I hope you all will um, enjoy Sammy's snores during this, uh, during our time of devotion. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for the many blessings. Also, we thank you for your love and grace in our lives. I ask that you uh, bless each of the three of us here today as we do this podcast, and hope that uh, the listeners get uh, 
some good use and and out of this and and fill your love and grace. These things we ask your name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Here at the Sycamore Tree, we have a practice of reading the scriptures in Lexio Divina. It's a monastic practice of reading the scripture and listening for God as the Holy Word speaking to us through these words. We will each read the text for today from our own Bibles, and then the listeners will respond. So first we will share only one word at a time, and then after the second reading, we'll share whole phrases. And finally, we will connect and interpret the scripture for our lives. Tim, I'll ask you to read first, and yeah. you're reading, what translation I'll are you reading I'll be reading from? from the New Living Translation. Thank you. And as he reads, we'll be listening for certain words that glisten or leap out at us, and then we'll share those together. Uh, greetings from Paul. This letter is from Paul, a prisoner for preaching the good news of Jesus Christ, and from our brother, Timothy. I'm writing to Philemon my beloved co-worker, and to our sister, Apphia, and to our fellow so soldier, Archippus, and to the church that meets in your house. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. I always thank my Lord when I pray to you, Philemon, because I keep hearing about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people. I am praying that you will put in the action the generosity that comes from your faith as you understand and experience all the good things we have in Christ. Your love has given me much joy and comfort, my brother, and for your kindness has often refreshed the hearts of God's people. That's why I am boldly asking a favor of you. I could demand it in the name of Christ because it's the right thing for you to do, but because of our love, I prefer simply to ask you. Consider this as a request for me, Paul, an old man, and now, also a prisoner for the sake of Christ Jesus. I appeal to you to show kindness to my child, Onesimus. I became his father in the faith while here in prison. Onesimus hasn't been much use to you in the past, but now he is very useful to both of us. I'm sending him back to you, and with him comes my own heart. I want to keep him here with me while I'm in these chains for preaching the good news, and he would have helped me on your behalf, but I didn't want to do anything without your consent. I wanted you to help because you were willing, not because you were forced. It seems you lost Onesimus for a little while so that you could have him back forever. He is no longer like a slave to you. He was more than a slave, for he is now a beloved brother, especially to me. Now he will mean much more to you, both as a man and as a brother of the Lord. So if you consider me your partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge it to me. Paul, write this with my, I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it and won't mention that you owe me your very soul. Yes, my brother, please do not, please do me this favor for the Lord's sake. Give me this encouragement in Christ. I am confident as I write this letter that you will do what I ask and even more. Oh, one more thing. Please prepare a guest room for me, for I am hoping that God will answer your prayers and let me return to you soon. Brother. Partner. 
brother was what came to my mind as well. Return. Kindness. Welcome. The, the love. Useful. Comfort. For good. Prisoner. And chains. Ross, would you like to read it for the second time for us? Surely. And this time we'll listen for whole phrases. Okay. Uh, this is from the message. I, Paul, am a prisoner for the sake of Christ. Here with my brother Timothy, I write this letter to you, Philemon, my good friend and companion in this work. Also to our sister, Apphia and Archippus, a real trooper, and to the church that meets in your house. God's blessings to you, Christ's blessings on you. Every time your name comes up in my prayers, I pray, oh, thank you, God. I keep hearing of the love and faith you have for the Master Jesus, which brims over to other believers. And I keep praying that this faith we hold in common keeps showing up in the good things we do, and that people recognize Christ in all in all of it. Friend, you have no idea how good your love makes me feel. Doubly so when I see your hospitality to uh, fellow believers. In line with all this, I have a favor to ask you. As Christ's ambassador and now a prisoner for him, I wouldn't hesitate to command this if I thought it necessary, but I'd rather make it a personal request. While here in jail, I've fathered a child, so to speak, and here he is, hand-carrying this letter. Onesimus, he was useless to you before. Now he's useful to both of us. I'm sending him back to you, but it feels like I'm cutting off my right arm in doing so. I wanted in the worst way to keep him here as you are standing to, to help out while I'm in jail for the message. But I didn't want to do anything beyond behind your back make you do a good deed that you hadn't willingly agreed to. Maybe it's all for the best that you lost him for a while. You're getting him back now for good. And no mere slave this time, but a true Christian brother. That's what he was to me. He'll be even more than that to you. So if you still consider me a comrade in arms, welcome him back as you would me. If he damaged anything of yours, anything, uh, or owes you anything, chalk it up to my account. This is my personal signature, Paul, and I stand behind it. I didn't need to. Rem I don't need to remind you that I that you owe your life to me. Do me this big favor, friend. You will be doing it for Christ, but it will also do my heart good. Do my heart good. I know you well enough to know you will. You'll probably go far beyond what I have written. And by the way, get a room ready for me. Because of your prayers, I fully expect to be your guest again. One phrase that stuck out to me was, I fathered a child. No slave but a true Christian brother. If you still consider me a comrade in arms, welcome him back. Thank you for your love and faith in Jesus Christ. Chalk it up to my account. I don't want you to feel forced to do a good... How did it say that? I don't want to force you to do a good deed 
or make you do a good deed that, that you, you hadn't willingly agreed to. Maybe it's best that you lost your daughter. No more blood. The true Christian blood. You know, that, that whole sentence is just chock full because he, and then he goes on and says, but that's what he has done for me. We'll prepare for our final reading for today. And I'll read for us from the Common English Bible. And this time afterwards, we will discuss some of the questions that we have, the thoughts that have come to our minds. So listen again for the spirit here in my mouth. From Paul, who is a prisoner for the cause of Christ Jesus and our brother Timothy, to Philemon, our dearly loved co-worker, Apphia, our sister, Archippus, our fellow soldier, and the church that meets in your house. May the grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Philemon, I thank my God every time I mention you in my prayers, because I've heard of your love and faithfulness, which you have both for the Lord Jesus and for all God's people. I pray that your partnership in the faith might become effective by an understanding of all that is good among us in Christ. In Christ, I have great joy and encouragement because of your love, since the hearts of God's people are refreshed by your actions, my brother. Therefore, though I have enough confidence in Christ to command you to do the right thing, I would rather appeal to you through love. I, Paul, an old man, and now also a prisoner for Christ Jesus, appeal to you for my child Onesimus. I became his father in the faith during my time in prison. He was useless to you before, but now he is useful to both of us. I'm sending him back to you, which is like sending you my own heart. I considered keeping him with me so that he might serve me in your place during my time in prison because of the gospel. However, I didn't want to do anything without your consent that your act of kindness would occur willingly and not under pressure. Maybe this is the reason that Onesimus was separated from you for a while so that you might have him back forever. No longer as a slave, but more than a slave, that is as a dearly loved brother. He is especially a dearly loved brother to me. How much more can he become a brother to you, personally and spiritually in the Lord? So if you really consider me a partner, welcome Onesimus as if you were welcoming me. If he has harmed you in any way or owes you money, charge it to my account. I, Paul, will pay it back to you. I'm writing this with my own hand. Of course, I won't mention that you owe me your life. Yes, brother, I want this favor from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. I'm writing to you confident of your obedience and knowing that you will do more than what I ask. Also, one more thing. Prepare a guest room for me. I hope that I will be released from prison to be with you because of your prayers. Paul makes me smile. 
<laughs> I'll smile every time I read some of his passages. He's he's such a he sets that classic Jewish guy, you know. Uh, comes across, you know, that fatherly approach. And, you know, I can tell you what to do, and you'll do it because I told you that's what you need to do. But you know, if you really love me, if you really love God, if you, you know, you, you'll make the right decision. I know you will. The other thing uh, I like is, you know, the, the affirmation that he always gives people in, in his writings. He has different titles. Me, he, in that first two verses, he described multiple people, uh, brothers in faith, all part of this new movement, this new church, but you know, he didn't just say, I love brothers and sisters. He called one a brother, one a sister, one a soldier, one mm -hmm. a, you know, he, he gave titles, affirmation titles to each of them. Mm -hmm. and, and he's, you know, I think he's good at that throughout his writings. He, you know, he just doesn't call them a group. He, it, that, he's personal with the people around him. Mm -hmm. As, you know, as we should be. Uh, and that, that stuck out to me this time, too. I've always thought about this as a personal letter from one person to another. And this time, as we're reading these names over and over, it occurred to me, this wasn't just meant for Philemon. Even though he addresses Philemon directly, he also addresses the, the woman, Aphia, and Archippus directly, naming them, and then the church that meets in Philemon's house. So, or your, I don't know if the your could be applied to which of them, or are Aphia and Archippus related to Philemon and that church happens in all three of their house. The, the thought I had is that this is a tremendous act of faith on the part of Onesimus. Mm -hmm. He is a runaway slave. Uh-huh. So when he goes back to Philemon, he doesn't know what Philemon's reaction is going to be. He knows what Paul asks him for it to be, but he's a runaway slave. And I don't know exactly how runaway slaves were treated in that day and time, but not well, I suspect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, in this version, he, he, he makes it very clear. I expect you not mm -hmm. to treat him as a slave. Right. But as a child of God. Right. And uh, mm -hmm. that takes faith on everybody's part. Mm -hmm. Paul has to Paul has to have faith in uh, Philemon who said he will do the right thing. And uh, Onesimus is laying it all on the line. And so uh, you know, I think it'd be much like slaves in our own country. When they lost a slave, that was that was economic entity and he had lost Onesimus, and Paul is saying, take him back, but take him back as his brother, not as your slave. That's powerful, I think. And I think it's powerful as far as a challenge for his faith. Okay, we believe this. We believe in forgiveness. We believe that Jesus died for all of us and calls us to be welcoming everyone at the table. But does that also mean the person that hurt us or the person that we feel let us down? I think about what you said, that this trust on Onesimus' part 
because it literally says that Philemon is delivering this letter. And uh, I heard it. Onesimus is delivering. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Right. Onesimus. Yes, I get the names mixed up. Okay. So Onesimus is delivering the letter to Philemon. And I heard uh, a scholar say once that that might also have meant that Philemon read the letter, that he could have learned to read from Paul and then actually read this aloud. Someone had to read it aloud, and usually the person carrying the letter is the one who would read it. I think it would take boldness and bravery to say these words to the person that you had hurt and run away from. and Your master. Your master. You know, if you're a slave, mm-hmm. your master. So it would be... Uh, it's a gutsy move on everybody's part. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, one of the things that I I, uh, I don't know the relationship between Paul and Philemon. You know, Paul says, uh, "You owe your life to me." I, I don't know if that's a spiritual life, his uh, commitment to Christ, or I, I just don't know exactly what that means. But uh, that that he is putting a certain amount of pressure on Philemon to do the right thing. It's not as if I just, I, Again, that yeah, goes back to yeah. that fatherly, you know, <laughs> yeah. goes back to that fa- fatherly tone in this whole passage. Yeah. You know, meaning earthly father or not. Yes. You know, he, mm-hmm. he really comes across as that, uh, I know you're going to do the right thing. Yeah. And let me remind you. <laughs> let me remind you why. So even if it is spiritual or earthly father. One thing about the whole tone of that letter, and I think we've all spoken to this, is that he really does expect it to come out right. Oh, that's true. I I had a fourth grade teacher that I was sent to for discipline, and she said to me, uh, you have a lot of energy. If you put that energy in your schoolwork, you'll be one of my best students. And that turned me around that year. I had a good year that year. (laughs) So, you know, those kinds of messages to people are, Positive and uplifting, and uh, you sort of expect when when I hear this story, I expect it to come out right. Well, to me, that's one of the. I, I was looking at that too. I think that's one of the. That's a whole nother sermon topic. Yeah. You know, you can talk about the. He was once a slave, and now he's not, and 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 you know, we're all beloved, and we should treat everybody the same. But you know, that goes back to that whole giving labels to everybody he talks about. It's that it's that whole encouraging, that's his underlying tone of encouraging people. Just like just like you were talking about with with that. It's he, he expects people to be the best that they can be. Because it's a letter, we don't we don't have the other letter. Sure. We don't know exactly how it turned out. But the fact that it was shared and then collected and copied and then put together as part of our New Testament. I think that is a testament to sure. that. It not only was this. It made the cut. It made the cut. Yes. Not only was this accepted in the church that met in Philemon's home, that it it must have been accepted in other churches, you and, know, other congregations that met together. And I can't help but feel that, and it was important enough, the outcome was important enough, or the concept was important enough, that that's why I'm Thank you for coming to our house today. 
and for sharing how the Spirit is meeting with you. And hopefully we'll see everyone next time at the Sycamore Tree. And until then, you can catch us on Sundays at St. Luke Presbyterian Church in Amarillo, Texas. Thank you.